Morena Tifano or afternoon. I don't know. Moody order. It is today, Thursday, the 16th of November, 2023, just in case you forgot what year it was. We're back. Solo Malo. I'm rocking with you right up until the end of the hour. Uh, Evie, Evie is away. She is mourning the devastating loss of Bird of the Century. She did, she's, she's absolutely beside herself. And usually I exaggerate these things, but that is the God-honest truth. She is, she is devastated. We'll get to that very shortly. As Bird of the Century has been announced, we have a victor. And unfortunately, it's not Evie's kid to do. On today's show, I have, I have, whoa, it's her, the queen, Aradna. She's joining us in the studio. Actually, she came in on Tuesday afternoon. Oh, man, it was such a buzz. Um, it's just one of those things I think, like, you grow up listening to these musicians. And, like, they're like gods to you as a kid, you know? Like, they just, they seem, they're, they're such mega celebrities. And to, like, sit down and, like, talk to Aradna was such a trip for me. I think it's just, it's crazy. Uh, and her latest single, She Has Visuals, out now. Make sure you stick around. That NZ is coming up. We're also getting into the end of the year. Exam season, baby. NZQA time. How's it going? What's it looking like? Me and Y Meridangi will reflect. Barbershop series is coming out tomorrow. We got a little recap of what's come and what is to come. As well as, um, I don't know, man. <laughs> so it's probably it's probably quite public information at this point. Common knowledge. Uh, Evie appeared on last week tonight with John Oliver. She was quoted as this woman. <laughs> John Oliver was not happy about her pick. But to recap, basically, this year, Bird of the Century, celebrating 100 years of conservation, uh, there was a vote, as some people would call it, a very important election. John Oliver, being John Oliver, ran a large-scale marketing campaign to vote for the Pootikitiki. And, uh, well, Evie didn't like that. Americans, man, they love meddling in foreign elections. Uh, and, uh, so Evie was like, hey, John Oliver, come on the show, debate, the kid who is better. And, uh, and he didn't. And then he talked about her on the show, which was, which was quite cool for us. I mean, hey, it's not every day a New Zealand podcast gets mentioned on last week tonight. That's pretty huge, dude. Uh, but unfortunately, yesterday... The results were announced. Bird of the century went to John Oliver's Putikatiki. And Evie is thoroughly devastated. She is actually beside herself. She's not stoked. 350,000 votes. Like a third of the population of Auckland almost voted for this bird. Apparently thousands of fraudulent votes. 40,000 votes were cast for a penguin by one person. I don't know how they managed that, but they did. Also, shout out to whoever was counting the votes that determined that they were false votes. That is hilarious. I find it so funny that they managed to take time out to review what votes were fraudulent and discredited them. Does the bird win money? Like, I'm super... Will the bird appear on our currency? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. But I can say, seeing John Oliver say Tiki on, <laughs> on international television is, like, one of the funniest things. It doesn't get much better than that, right? John Oliver being like, Poo ticky ticky. Bro, <laughs> like priceless. It was all worth it. I don't know if he knows what that is. Like, hey man, congratulations to the 
poo, tick it, tick it. Very grateful to have joining me on the show today. Uh, absolute legend, um, royalty of the New Zealand music scene, uh, the illustrious Aradna. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a real honor for me because I've really looked up to you, not only before, before I got into radio, but since I got in the industry, because I have very fond memories of meeting you. Every time I meet you, I think from when I was nine years ago, when I was just getting into radio, I remember meeting you briefly in the hallway and then I get you guys from um, reception for interviews and stuff like that. And you always remembered me. And I was really grateful for that. If anything, you tricked me into thinking that all musicians were as nice as you are. And I thought that just everyone in the industry was really lovely and kind. And, and I'm curious how you stay so nice in this industry. Yeah, take my money, man. Take my money. <laughs> thank you. That's the nicest thing you said. Like, thank you. I, I You know, I think it's my upbringing. Mum mom and dad, my mum and dad have taught us to always, like, treat people how we want to be treated. And that's the only, the only way we know how to live. Like, mm. it's just, like, to, just to give out good energy and because everything always comes back and yeah what you give out you're gonna get it right back and we just always try to make sure that you know we give out light i'm super grateful for it because like as a young kid like in radio meeting you was like whoa <laughs> and for you to be so nice and into this day being and just so hospitable it's, it's it's special and i think now i realize how rare it is but obviously you're here because we're celebrating the release of your latest single she um, the visuals are available now, the singles available everywhere. Uh, but just before you dropped She, you dropped your spoken word single, I suppose we could call it, Aradna, yep. self-titled. Talk to me a bit about what, what sort of inspired you. I mean, I, I don't know how fans felt, but like after all these years of probably wanting new Aradna, they got spoken word poetry. Yeah, I know that, yeah. I, I know that it was something that uh, wasn't expected of me. Uh, I just, just spending time away, I just... I just got inspired by a lot of things and and, and people and um, actually it was um, this spoken word artist Jara Wasala. She she's she's a poet and she's just amazing. She's um, from from here and um, I don't know. I just really love her work and she kind of inspired me to like write something of my own and um, everything that came out was just a just a mixture of things. That was uh, simmering inside, and I just wanted us to speak about where my world's like and what goes on in my head. And sometimes a song is not enough. I felt like uh, being able to do the spoken word was really creatively more. I just felt more open to saying a lot more than what I would do in like. In like a verse on a song, mm. you know, gave you a little more space to yeah, to more play space. That's eight. what it is. Mm. It gave me more space to to color, color and draw. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, like although I think like even as a fan myself, like I was excited for new red music, but I thought, man, this is so red. Like it was just this this really beautiful, creative drawing that you've put out and I thought it was really special too because I, I don't see a lot of musicians do that these days and I really enjoyed it and I felt like now seeing She did you sort of design it to sort of prelude into that single? Um, no, actually every song that I've written they've all come at different times mm. and like I started this album like seven years ago mm. 
that that um, spoken word came out in um, during lockdown. <laughs> like, oh, really? That was the best time to, to create. Write, yeah. like, everything came out at that time. And I was like, you know, yeah, it just all, it was like just a big, beautiful spew yeah, <laughs> of yeah. um, <laughs> words that came out in during lockdown. So that's when spoken word came out. And I only just finished the spoken word in like, the end, uh, the beginning of 2021. Mm. So I started it during when lockdown started, and mm. and then with she, I wrote that one in 2018, oh, 2017, wow. some around that time. So mm. like, these songs are like they're all from different times, mm. and but they uh, they all still connect with each other, which is good. Which I think it just comes from the spirit. You know, it's all, music is all, to me, is just a spiritual thing. So it's all, everything comes out the way it's supposed to come out. Mm. Is that also sort of how you choose, and this isn't a jab, but is that how you choose when you are going to release music? Is it more of a, a feeling like now's the time to release new music? Or is it a business strategy? I'm just curious. Oh, I, you know, I it's definitely when I feel everything is where it's supposed to be mm. and like when I'm happy with the music like uh, I'm really when it comes to making music I, and songs I always get very like this could also be like a downfall but <laughs> like a, you know like I always get real finicky with everything oh. and I don't know sometimes I'll second guess and I'll be like oh, okay I gotta do that one again mm. and then I'll sit on it for a bit and then I'll listen to it again and then I'll just be like I'll find one little thing that I need to redo again and that's probably why it's taken me seven years to (laughs) (laughs) make this single she I want to talk a bit about some of the references because there's a lot of references to goddesses and gods yeah one in particular you mentioned Nafanua yeah you yourself have ties to Nafanua don't you oh yeah my grandpa's from Faliolupo Uta actually I have two sets of grandparents my yeah, my grandpa, my mum's stepdad, built off Nuu. He's from Faliolupo, and so I got family there. And then uh, Papa Satawa and my other grandpa from Awala. But yeah, the Nafanua thing, I just really, really resonated. Mm. I really love, like, or mythology. Like, I love to, you know, just to read about that and... I just love everything that has to do with like magic and fantasy and you know mythology. I love mm. that. So yeah, had to pay homage to to Nafanoa and Kali. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to yeah to also yeah just to represent the my culture. Mm. You know the the roots, and uh, those are two powerful females that um yeah that uh, I was drawing strength from mm. as well. But yeah. Is that like sort of one of the first times you've been able to represent both sides of your lineage at the same time in music? I feel like um, I've always tried to, I've always made an effort to try and represent both mum and dad. But I feel like, yeah, with these visuals, I really wanted to go in on the visuals and really highlight that. Mm. And I, yeah, I really feel like that's what I'm doing with this, with she mm. and um and also with the spoken word, yeah. Yeah, it's a, the visuals are remarkable. You had um, Teltua Dance uh, involved in the music video. How was that experience? Oh, Jaden and just the whole team, they, they were so 
just helpful because mm. um, when the cameras turn on I just start to like you know I don't know I'm just I still yeah. get <laughs> yeah I still get like camera shy and mm. stuff unless I'm doing a selfie video I'll just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but it's in. different when there's like these big ass cameras like recording it's, I'm still not used to it mm. no matter how long I've done this but um they've made they made you know Jaden he just like helped me with a few little moves like just little I'm not a dancer so he just was telling me you know just show me some things to do with the um Nifoti and so I was like trying to spin that around and <laughs> like do all that you look super confident doing that. Hey, you, like, you know <laughs> you know we just got the parts that look like I know what I'm doing I know what I'm doing nah <laughs> I do I do yeah, yeah. No, hey it looked like it you if, you if you didn't say anything I would have been like yeah she's 100% she's trained um, they're beautiful visuals. The single is remarkable. Produced Thank by you. yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just like took, yeah. So yeah, the whole seven years, I, I've always been producing my own stuff. I just really wanted to take ownership for everything, mm. every single thing, every everything to do with my craft, like the mm. music especially. I really wanted it to feel like it's coming from me mm. like no detours just to feel like you're listening to me mm. and really got involved with um just the creation of it so i was just you know i just taught myself to play a few more chords than just the one, same few chords so mm. and like i just really got into just recording every, everything from scratch and bringing it together with um with my band and putting the skin on the skeleton mm. putting the meat on the you know you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean I know what you mean don't worry it's okay. yeah. yeah fleshing it out and yeah fleshing yeah, yeah. it out yeah. yeah but um yeah I really wanted it to feel like it. you're this, you're you're feeling me mm. and that's what I f- feel like I've to me I feel like I've accomplished that with this new music it, it's it's just I'm I'm the most muse I can be yeah, yeah. <laughs> with this music. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm really grateful. I think after all these years to have new Aretna, I, I think it's always a, it's always a, it's always a great feeling. I think for everyone when they see like, oh wow, she's releasing music. And I suppose with spoken word coming out and this single coming out, I think fans are beginning to question: Is there more on the way? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm going to be putting out a new album soon. Probably early next year. Haven't got a date yet, but I do plan to put it out um, mm. next year. It was actually it was supposed to be this year, but so you know, I lost my mum not long ago, and I, you know, I just feel like I just want to let this year just like I just want to chill for a little bit. After releasing she, uh, that was de- you know dedicated to mum, mm. and I just want to. Oh, I do have a new like a song coming out. Not not long after mm. this year, just to for mum. Mm-hmm. So look out for that one. <laughs> it's oh. called Beautiful Ones because that's what mum was. Um, so that'll come out soon, and then yeah, just be ready for next year. Just a whole what do you call it? Body of work. Yeah, body of work. Like just the whole what I've been working on. Mm. It's actually yeah. I'll just yeah. <laughs> when the mics aren't recording, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I suppose going into this album, what do you think's been one big thing that you've learnt over the last seven years? I've learnt that I need to. I've learnt to take 
just ownership. Mm. Just learning to take ownership for everything, and just knowing that I can, I can do this. Mm. Um, like I don't need to. It, it's good to get help, but I, I, I just needed the that that whole seven years. I I found out that yeah, I can do this. I can do this by myself, mm. and yeah. So it's ownership, taking ownership for everything, and and also just I've learned to that you know I've got to. If I really believe in something, I really need to to stick up for that. Mm. So I've learned to just put my foot down on things that I believe, especially when it comes to my craft. Mm. I've just learned to I don't know because everyone's got their own ideas about things, and but at the end of the day, when it comes to my craft, I need to be I need to make sure that I am happy with everything, not worry about someone else's feelings getting hurt, um, just because you know. If it's to do with my my craft, I have to make sure I just put my foot down on mm. on my ideas and to make sure, you know, I you know fight for what I believe in. Mm. Yeah, fighting for what you believe in and yeah, taking ownership. That's what I've learned. I'm excited to hear this creative control you've taken over your music and things like that. I think that's going to be really special. Well, I hope um, you like it. When oh, it comes I, like, up, honestly, man. anything you've made, like, I'm not even going to have to try to pretend. It's like you release a record, I'm just going to love it. Uh, I'm like a random fan. Like, um, yeah, but um, one thing before we wrap up that we always like to do on the show with our guests is uh, just talk about some of the younger new artists. Yeah. Um, I was curious, uh, who are some of the sort of young local musicians that you've been really enjoying? Um, I really like Naniko. Yes. Like her voice is just so, so silky and buttery, and just so effortless. She just, you know, and that um, the latest release, um, Down Bad Patrol. Yeah, Down yeah. Bad Patrol. Like you know, that uh, feels so pleasant to my ears. Just the way she puts her harmonies together. I just love. I love her. Mm. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one she did with um, Leaping Tiger, that Mew Mew. Mew Mew, yeah. yeah it was like a yeah. feature. That one was great too. Like I just thought, I was like, man, she smashed it. And then she released the single and I was just like, man, it's great. Yeah. No, well, hey, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Like I said, it's it's a it's a real honor for me to finally interview you after all these years. It's, it's a big deal for me and, and I think a big deal for a lot of fans. Happy to see that you're releasing music. Unwavering in your, your quality and strength when it comes to persevering through and creating such timeless records so thank you congratulations on the release i'm excited for more work from you but there's no rush we're not <laughs> stressing you we can wait um but yeah thank you so much for joining us on the show thank, thank you. you like thanks for thank you for letting me like you know be able to come and share my my little stories <laughs> my little cool <laughs> stories no uh but yeah thank you very much so a little behind the scenes, we are based on the second floor of a large office building. Um, we occupy both level two, three. We have a basement car park, ground level, and there's other building offices on the other floors. But um, for maybe two, three weeks, the elevator was down mm. and poor Waimirirangi was having to run down to the basement. Three, four flights of stairs yeah. to go get guests. Yeah, and you know, because... I'm getting better at it now, but, like, I, because I'm still a little bit new, I kind of, like, prep this little script in my head for when I go get guests. Like, I have mm. similar questions I ask each of them. But what I noticed with the stair one is, like, it's a longer walk mm. with the guests because we're going up, we're not just going 
down one flight of stairs now we're going right up and I was running out of like ideas of things to say because I was like my script I've used up all my script there's like you know I've got yeah. I've got to come up with some more things anyway that's your reminder like just be chill and natural when you talk to people Not don't have a script <laughs> don't, don't have a script <laughs> <laughs> but you know but it's made it easier now because now when I'm getting people now that they love working and they get people from reception I'm like now there's not enough time to talk to them because mm. I've got used to talking to people for a bit longer but yeah, sometimes I see you outside the door finishing the script yeah, before yeah, yeah. you bring them in, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, they're here now. All right, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Yeah, yeah, Once yeah. that door opens, then I get up for the guests. Yes, yeah. no. Yeah. no I, I am glad. I um, I could appreciate asking people questions while they're tired walking upstairs, too. Yeah. That's got to have been pretty hardcore. <laughs> like. Yep, yeah, no, and wait, I actually just remembered. when I Before I headed to Whangarei for the um, barbershop gig, I had this huge box of tahi merchandise to take, and I pre-planned that the ride that I was catching in Whangarei was going to meet me in the basement. Mm. So I took the box all the way to the basement, and then they were actually meeting me outside on the street, which is like up it. So I had to go all the way back down to the basement and then carry this big box back, back up. up. To yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. I'm stoked that the lift is fixed. I've still got yeah. trust issues with it though, because I'm like... I'm always nervous. The light doesn't work outside it. It doesn't like. Yeah. It doesn't actually tell you which... Oh, I think it's on this level. It doesn't tell you which floor the elevator is actually sitting on. So mm. I'm like, the light's not working. Like, That means the elevator's not 100% mm. or good. I don't know. I just... I know one day we're, we're going to get stuck in there. Again. Uh, my uh, my approach to breakdowns at the work lift is as long as it happens on company time, I'm cool. <laughs> you know, like, as long as it's not when I'm going home, yeah, that's it's true. whatever. Because now you're breaking into my time. But if it breaks down while I'm going out, or coming into work, and I just got to sit in the lift for an hour, yeah. I'm getting paid for that. You that's know what true. I mean? Curl up, take a nap if you want, especially because those radios play music. The, the elevators play the radio. So. Yeah, they actually do. Yeah, so like you like get informed while you're just chilling but in the elevator for Have now. you been stuck in an elevator before? I had to climb out of an elevator <gasps> once. When I first got into radio, I was doing a mid till dawn shift from midnight till the morning. As, did you, and it broke down on me. I, I never knew that there were two sets of doors for elevators. Yeah. Until yeah, one you got to jam one open and yeah. then jam another one. Yeah, I it was like two in the morning. And I hit the buzzer for the elevator person, and nobody answered, so I had to call a number. Luckily, I had my phone. Lucky you got reception in Yeah. Because I, I just went outside for a break. Yeah, yeah. And then I was, like, stuck in this elevator at 2 in the morning, and I called them, and they were like, look, we're going to be, like, an hour and a half. And I was like, Why? I have a show to get back to. Then, I was what like... What other elevators are you fixing at 2 in the morning? I don't know. <laughs> so I had to... I was just like... I, I determined I was like, I'm just going to climb out. So, yeah, yeah I banged up in the elevator and, and crawled my way out, which uh, I find out later was incredibly dangerous. Really? And you really shouldn't do that. It, was um, it like, worst case scenario, the elevator could have just... If it started fell. moving while I was climbing oh, out, it would have been pretty no. bad news. So oh, no. apparently you're more likely to actually... I talked to a lift operator once. Apparently you're more likely to go up. You're, about, oh. you're more likely to fly upwards than you are to fly downwards. Okay. Yeah, apparently due to the counterweight and things like that. It's actually more likely that the elevator just skyrockets into the no, roof. I just, I don't want it to go anywhere. You know, I've been stuck in one for two hours on oh. the 16th floor. Yep. With my Ooh. friends, so it was all right. We were done when we jumped. We're like, hey guys, let's jump in the elevator so we get butterflies when, you know. Oh, you that. jumped yeah. in. Three of us jumped and then it got stuck and we nice. came up with a big story about how it got stuck and that we didn't jump and then as soon as they rescued us, we were like, oh, you know, like we didn't jump or anything and they were like, we have cameras. Okay? <laughs> we saw you jump and we are like, oh, okay, yeah, my we did. I got really nervous when I went to I went to Dubai and we went up the Burj Khalifa. 
Oh, yeah. And that's like 150 floors oh or something to get to the roof. And your ears are popping while you're going up. <laughs> and all I was thinking that whole time was like, this is probably the worst elevator to get stuck in. Yeah. Because it was like a two-minute elevator ride to the top. It took four... Ev- yeah, it's two minutes yeah. of perpetually moving up it's a at long speed. Time. There's a... It's so long that they play a movie, basically, like a short film while you're in the elevator. And all I was thinking at one point was like, bro, this is the elevator you don't want to get stuck in. Yeah. Like, imagine being stuck in an elevator in a foreign country at 140 flights up. Like, it doesn't get much worse than that. You're, once your ears have popped, you're like, I'm too high up. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we need to be that high, guys? That's what I ask. But also, like, maybe it's saving... You know, it's saving space on the Fenua. It is better. It is better. Yeah. 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 In Wellington News uh, came out last week that a woman uh, in Churton Park out Wellyways, her car was hit by a bus and her car was parked. So apparently her neighbour... Oh, you're better you on there. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. It's not a long story. It's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her neighbour saw the whole thing and said that the bus, like, got stuck tried to get out, rammed into her car, and then drove away. But the thing about this is, and I'm not laughing at the misfortune of anyone because her car had to be written off and it really sucks, and she called the company and she was really upset with their response. But this year, when the last nine months in Wellington, buses have collided with 88 parked cars (laughs) this year. That is a... That is a substantially large amount of... There's so many! Parked, too. Parked! Key. Parked. Parked! And, like, I miss Wellington so much. Like, mm. I, like, honestly, I miss it. If you live in Wellington, you know exactly what I mean. There are certain streets where if you park your car there, you're like, might get hit by a bus. Like, mm. <laughs> it might happen. Yeah. You have those everywhere. I think there's just those places and on roads where you're just like, yeah... Uh, this car's getting crashed into. Yeah. But yeah. getting crashed into by a bus is just far more extreme. It's just like Wellington, some of these roads are so thin and so windy and so like steep that I don't know what business we had telling a bus to go up there in the first place. Yeah, I was shocked on some of the roads that I saw buses on. Yeah, man, Brooklyn oh just in general. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, honestly, I can't even count, like, the amount of times a bus has gotten stuck in Brooklyn and like fell down into someone's house or like just blocked the whole suburb off for like a day mm. and then like there are roads in Wellington that you drive up or down and like, unknowingly you're on Google Maps or whatever and it's like yeah go that way and you're like this road shouldn't exist yeah, yeah and then I there's a, a bus on it come yeah. on yeah I, I saw a um, moving truck on this one road that was like 90 like oh my God, I just couldn't understand how these people were capable of doing that. It was genuinely because I was just driving a normal car, like a little hatchback, and I was like, "Wow, this road sucks." I One thing about Wellington: a truck up it. people carrying couches through the city. Oh like, yeah, every yeah, time you're is... there, you will see at least. One pack of students carrying a couch, like, all the way from Newtown into the CBD, because where are you parking? Yeah. There's nowhere to park. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think that, like, I miss um, being able to get the bus as easily as I could in Wellington. The bus system there is, like, very good. Mm. It used to be a bit better. But, like, still reliable. You still use it. Da-da-da. Mm. But, like, I've even been on a bus and it's her park car. <laughs> like, 100%. I've been mm. on a bus that literally, on Adelaide Road, just whacked off every wing mirror 
like every wing mirror on that road, mm. dush, dush, like gone. I'm just sitting on the bus like, well, what are you going to do? Buddy, i got places to be. You yeah, better like, not stop this bus. I'm on the way to Island Bay, man. Like, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm not going to get off. Like, yeah. It's just 88 parked cars yeah. this year. Outrageous. And I shudder to think what the stats are of people getting hit by buses on Willis Street. I shudder to think. Shudder. The guy who designed the bus route got hit by a bus on Willis Street. Oh, really? Yeah, it was when they first diverted the buses that way, like in... Willow Street became more of a bus-like hub. Mm. There were just constant people getting like bumped by the bus, hit by the bus. A lot of people would get like whacked into big ass bruise, but they're mm. all good, like they're fine. And I don't know at what point we as a city accepted like, oh, I might get bumped by a bus. It's not normal, guys. Like, we're not supposed to have that happen, but yeah. Probably not ideal. Wellington's a unique and special place. And I love it very much. Keep it moving, girl. Keep Wellington moving. Keep it moving. Christmas. Which also brings with it exams. Yeah. End of years. I don't know a lot about them because I dropped out of high school at year 10, but... You stayed in school? I, I did, actually. Nice! Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I did. It is hard to look forward to Christmas when you've got exams coming up. And um, what, my little sister's in her first year of NCA exams. Oh, true. And I found that they have a different approach to it now. Because when mm. I was in school, it was very scary. It was like, you need a pass or it's the end of the world. Yeah. And my sister and her friends are very like, hmm, I might might go to one. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean you might? Like, you have to. Mm. And she's like, no, no, no. I don't, like, I should. The teachers encourage us to, but like. And when I was in school, they actually set it up so that you couldn't pass the year if you didn't do your exams. Oh, really? But apparently it's different now in some schools and they set you up so that by the time exam season comes around, you've basically already passed the year anyway. Oh, So true. I'm like, fair. That's why they're like, mm. well, I don't really need to be there, do I? Mm. But go. Go, please. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you're still in school and you've got exams coming up, please go. I, um, and I always say this and people are like, oh, but you have a good job. And I go, I crashed and burned in, uni- in high school. Yeah. And that's why I do this job. But, I could potentially be doing something good in the world, like a lawyer or a doctor, <laughs> but instead I'm hosting a pod. I'm a white dude on a podcast. Like I, it's because like I dropped out of school at like 15. My dad signed me out, and then I got sent to Samoa because I was a d- mischief. And uh, and then um, when I came back, I was like, man, I came back from Samoa and was like, wow, education's really important. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. want to live like this. <laughs> like I was like, I want a good job. So I went to university and did the tertiary foundation certificate, the, oh, the yeah. University of Auckland, when I was like 16. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I didn't want to go back to high school and yeah. have to repeat years. No. See, um, the- and but when I finished it, I didn't get UE because I didn't get enough credits in English and math. Yeah. I did good, but I didn't get those credits. Those so it was like numeracy, literacy credits, they really keep going they on about those. Better. <laughs> and I would have had to have done in like an extra year at uni to get university entrance. Yeah. And instead I was like, I'm not gonna study psychology and chronology. I'm gonna yeah. go to radio school. And yeah. here I am. So well, you might say it worked out. Others might say, like my father, <laughs> you crashed and burned. No, so. no, there's like that's what I what I love is like there's actually always other pathways. Like mm university going to uni after school isn't like the be or end or do you know what i mean like yeah, my yeah. mum my mum's always worked in education for lots of politics and she so i was lucky that in school she was like you know you don't have to go to uni mm. there are other options <laughs> so i went to radio school <laughs> as well <laughs> but i did end up going i gave uni a go in the end nice but um 
But yeah, there's always there's always other ways, you know. Uh, like I come from a family where like we have, and this might sound like a jab, but like the world needs bin men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, who's gonna do it? Yeah, right. Like, so like, there's like we come from like my family's like a working class immigrants. You know, yeah. like a job's a job. Yeah. You, feeding your family is all that matters at the end of the day to us. So yeah. I do love seeing. I think the thing that I took away from my father was my father did that. My father has worked at a panel shop. The same panel shop that when he moved to New Zealand, he worked there. He's been there like almost 40 years. Wow. Um, the same shop. And my dad worked really hard so that I could maybe take a risk yeah. doing this. Yeah. So I think that for young people, it's like, hey, man, like this is your chance to do something different. Yeah. But there's no pressure. Like yeah. if you don't, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a lawyer. Not everyone can be. Education really isn't for everybody. Oh. And like, do you know how much, like I, I had a cousin that was a bin man. I'm just saying, they got so much money, and he got so fit. Really? Yeah, no, and that, I good know hours. Fit. I know they're fit. Good hours, like from like four to like ten in the morning was his only hours. Yeah, true. So like in theory, like it's not bad hours and things. Like, there's, there's, there is the, the what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> School is important. You should definitely stay in your exams, <laughs> but do not stress if education isn't for you. There are other options out there, like the Always. polytechnics, and I think especially like. For young Māori and Pasifika, there are so many more new options available yeah. to us, eh? Yeah. Kia ora, Thibi. So I'm here right now with our illustrious guest, Yaya. Kia ora, Yaya. Kia ora. How are you? I'm good. Illustrious. I know. I've stolen that word from Saw. Like, I've heard Saw Malo use that word so many times, and I'm like, oh, that sounds bougie. You know? um, I Having that attached to my name, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for no that. No worries. Um, and so... For those of you, it's quite generic, but for those of you who may not know much about you yet, um, for those of them out there, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I am a mainly pop artist um, based in Tamaki, mm. and I, I'm i a songwriter as well, write all my own songs. Um, long story short, lived overseas for 15 years, um, brought up in the Waikato, moved to London. Oh, yep. Yep. Wow. 10 years there and then four and a half in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And really um, got passionate about writing songs, um, writing for other artists. Yep. And then because COVID was weird and orcs oh. for all of us, I moved back uh, start of 2021 and yep. um, I was only meant to be back here for a few months and had my inspiration for my own artist project kind of um, fired up again. Yeah. Met some main producers and um, got in some into some good studios started getting some funding and um yeah now i'm now i'm doing music as much as i can in the studio a few days a week uh gigging got some on tour released an ep festivals lined up for summer so she's a busy girl oh yeah yeah so whereabouts in um waikato did you grow up oh Oh, my my gosh little girl taking off going to london and la like good (laughs) on you i think it's like one of those things where I always knew that I had these big dreams yeah. of like singing or doing something in music. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was a, I was a PK. I was a pastor's kid, so cool. I was like pushed five years old to like sing all the Christmas songs yeah. like in front of the whole church, like sing Silent Night, Bob, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. It was just um, being in big cities never yeah. really phased me, and and I went to London with my family, so oh, had yeah. that support system, oh, and that's then cool. LA by myself to kind of carve my own way yeah. as as a human, as yeah, a yeah. woman, and. Um, and then really get stuck into music there as well. Yeah, so when, is, is that kind of where music started off for you? Like, how did you get into music? Did it start off with those, you know, come on, bub, you're going to sing for the Christmas parade <laughs> this year, you know? 
Because <laughs> the Christmas braids and Chiamuto, I mean, fucking they're lit, man. They're just oh, out of control in the roast town. <laughs> Um, I so singing since I was really little, yeah. and then um, mum and dad were amazing and fostered um, creativity for me. So yeah, I just started um, even even more writing songs yeah. and um, jumped into a band, and then we entered Waikato Rock Quest. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought we were onto something when we were um, competing against Kimbra, who's funnily enough now a really good friend of mine yeah yeah uh, but we won best original song um oh. against her she advanced to the yeah, yeah. F- to the like <laughs> finals but we got best original song yeah, and i'm oh, like awesome. main like yeah, we actually oh, wow. um there's something to tap into here yeah um and then yeah that was obviously just fueled by going to london and i studied a uh, vocal diploma over there oh wow intense songwriting courses yeah. and um just tried to be the best i could be wow yeah so you've been like involved in Waiata since day dot pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um and where's the name Yaya from? <laughs> I'm sure people ask you this. I love time. it yeah. though. I'm like, okay, here, here we go. Um so living in London I had um I had a nanny job. So yeah. I was nannying, it was good money. And I nannied for some family friends. Yeah. Um and they had two bubbers, Hugo and Indy. But basically one day Indy goes, yeah, yeah, to me. Uh, yeah. And then she goes, yeah, yeah, that yeah. real cheeky. And Hugo goes, you're her yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's real cute. So I put it as my Instagram name. People started calling me that as a nickname. Yeah. And then when I needed an artist name, it was so easy. Yeah. Like I, I was just like, oh, it's already my Instagram yeah. name. People call me that. And you will never meet another yaya. No, it's so, so catchy as well. Um, so tell us about this new EP, Seven Lovers. Yes. So this is this your first EP? I had one out that I took down. You oh. know when you like... <laughs> it wasn't horrible, but it, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it was a different time. Yeah, yeah. It was a different time. Yeah. So I think it's like my, my reborn, rebirth EP oh, cool. of exactly like what I want to be as an artist. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll say it is. What was it that inspired you to create this album? I was going into the studio a lot with my producers and coming in talking about these these bullies and heartbreak and situationships. Oh, girl. And, girl. <laughs> girl, we need to get coffee after this. <laughs> we need to go through some things. Yeah. Um, and there was such a threaded theme of me longing for acceptance and longing mm. for attention and and trying to look for it in all the wrong places yes. and it was like so many of the songs all of them are just like so real to me oh. like i don't ever will write something that isn't actually happening in my life yeah. like cuz if if i'm performing that to have that connection with the song always translates to the audience yeah. like you think of someone like Adele or, or, or an artist like Ray, like yeah. you're just like immersed into their world. It feels real, yeah, authentic. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, that's my goal as an artist to be unique, to be authentic. The last track on it's called Learning, and um, it, it ends up with a 180 of me looking at myself in the mirror. And the first line of the last song is, um, "I'm just, I'm just trying to love me, not yeah. saying that it's easy." Um, so it comes back to that journey of mental health and self love and also saying like I'm actually not okay I need to rejig everything yeah. and rejig all of the um 
all of the priorities that I had yeah. and find that love in myself first because that's going to be the most attractive thing to one day um, have that person. That's yeah. what you would want to find in them to have that security in themselves. Yeah, um, yeah it's a bit of that's a beautiful. journey. No, yeah, I, I've had listened to it and this is such an album I would send to my friends who are like, going through it and they're like oh, should I should I get back with them I'm like listen to this <laughs> listen to this. no okay, listen to the album you're gonna be reminded like nah nah don't, nah, like, don't not, do it not worth it what's the feeling of getting like this personal in your music is it nerve wracking or is it like liberating um I think because I've been writing songs for so long it's completely liberating yeah um I'm at the point where I'm like this is a part of my piece of my heart piece of my soul um share in it glean from it learn something from it um so yeah nah when it came out it was midnight I was messaging a few of my friends and they were like yeah yeah we're listening to it now like they all stayed up with me and they were like holy heck the the slaps (laughs) and I'm like thanks my boy thank you (laughs) um so yeah definitely liberating I think I'm I wouldn't put it out if I was like about it so yeah I'm very sure and the message behind this whole yeah. project. Before you release, before the release of Seven Lovers, you were recently at like a live-in songwriting retreat with Apra, which is interesting. Talk to us about that experience. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so got chosen for it. It was quite cool because I'm from the Waikato, yeah. and um, Raglan is where. Me and my family used to holiday. We used to have yeah, a batch yeah. there. So I was in Raglan. It had a little piece of my heart. It's where I got um, the tattoo of my mum who passed away oh, wow. um, 11 years ago. Yeah. Um, anyway, got chosen for it. Super overwhelmed. Went there only knowing um, two other creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was eight artists, songwriters, uh, four producers, and then uh, four guest writers. Okay. And I, I actually thrive in that yeah. situation. I'm like, give me people I don't know so I can win them <laughs> over. Yeah. Let's go. But um, we have become... We wrote some amazing songs, but we've become like this insane family. Yeah. Wrote a couple songs for me. Yeah. Um, and then I was able to write um, some songs for other artists. Yeah. Um, but I just was in the studio yesterday from like 11.30 till 10.30 last night working on a song. Thanks um, for coming in so <laughs> No, no, it's fine. You girls still got her eight hours. We're yeah. um, For, yeah, and... Uh, band called Mirage and Ben oh, yep. Ben yep. Hall up there. Um, lead singer came in and um, yeah, we we're just doing vocals and finishing cool. stuff. But yeah, my favourite thing in the world is like serving other artists and, yeah. and other creatives to find like the best version of a song for them yeah. and, and just sitting back and watching them like thrive. Yeah, that's like, cool. Like um, we had that a lot on camp, just a full support system of... Yeah. Um, being cheerleaders yeah that's like cool. I think it's it's there's room for everyone yeah and when you get too caught up in the comparison mm. state of mind it's dangerous yeah because we've all got something to give yeah. um so I'm always I'm always mama henning and just being come on bub come yeah, yeah, on yeah. everyone's welcome yeah, yeah. everyone's welcome <laughs> um so yeah APRA flip and love you guys that trip was Probably one of the best weeks of the year. Oh wow, yeah, that's cool. awesome! Yeah, you've done you've done quite a bit of mahi with other um, artists, like recently with Mohi with mm. your song oh, I, I Like You. Mohi. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, by the way, I love the use of hikariaria. 
look it up, guys. It's you, look yeah. it up. Look, this just no, did. <laughs> I know it was like the word of the week. The last... I know, yeah, because I I also saw Jordan with a way like mention it as as her favourite word. Are there any other New Zealand artists that you'd want to collaborate with in the future? Oh, um, probably Mellow Downs. Yeah. What a G. Little Benny collab. Come on. Oh. Come on. Get that little pop electronic kind of <laughs> world going together. We'd make something beautiful. Yeah. Obviously, always in the Foley world, open yeah. for them um, in their Auckland show to do a little yeah, yeah feature with them cool. would be pretty fun. Putting it out into the universe, Ash and Gabe. Okay. And you are currently, is this your first tour? Yes. Like, yeah. So you're, you're on your, that. It's wrapping up yep. tomorrow. Tell yep. us about it. Where is it? Yeah. And how's it been going so far? Yeah, it's it's my first. So last weekend was my first ever headline show. I've had full reign to just do what I want on tour. Um, <laughs> shout out to New Zealand Music Commission. They gave me funding for it. Cool. Um, which was a godsend because it is hard being an independent artist. Oh, yeah. um, um, started in Tauranga uh, last week. It was a stellar day. Yeah. Like, gorgeous day of course um, it is it's the bay I know <laughs> and it's a stellar day in the bay um, that was an amazing show yeah. um, Stella man opened for me who absolutely crushed it um, and so she brought her Tauranga crew out and I was in Hamilton where Kyla Greening opened for me um, mm. who is unreal the Wahine out opening there for me yeah um, but tomorrow night we end in big fan yeah um, one of my favourite venues ever. They've always been so um, supportive and so... I was, like, one of the first people to ever play their venue. I did yeah. a New Zealand on Air showcase um, oh, wow. this time last year. Oh, a bit of, like, a... Kind of like a full circle. Yeah. Even though the circle's not ending, though. Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little... It's those spirals you yeah, draw yeah, yeah. in school. Just go, <laughs> just go round and round and round. Um, so to finish there with um, friends and family they're supporting me like yeah. it just gives me like goosebumps because yeah. um obviously the other shows are amazing but this is going to be like home home my people show yeah. and um I'm really really excited and um it's a great way to finish the tour I'm actually doing Grayland Park Festival on oh. Saturday as well and then I go straight to Paramore so oh my goodness sleep when you're dead yeah. that's my motto <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. like, you I've... are busy it's been a it's been a big year for you with some huge releases your tour your features um your career pro- like progression you're doing amazing it's Thanks, been girl. really nice to chat with you Thanks for having um, me. is there where can people Find your album. Where can they find out more about you just to stay up to date with everything that's happening? Yeah. Um, so all streaming platforms, just yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. So, yeah, follow me on at it's yaya with a little underscore, Y-A-H, Y-A-H. And, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music. Sorry, Apple Music. Love you. <laughs> I always forget about you. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll be checking in there as well. Great. Um <laughs> But yeah, on the socials, I'm I'm regularly posting every little tidbit of my life. I was like, after tour, I'm like, maybe I'll just throw my phone in the ocean for a week and give people a break of me. I get a flip phone and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, hey the olden days. Yeah, why not? Yeah. But yeah, come find me, come hang out. Exciting. Thank you so much no for worries. joining us. So fun. All right, that is about all the time we have for today. My God, what a show. What a week. It is very, it has never happened before in the history of the Tahi where there's only two team members in. This is, it's three at minimum. Like, and it's usually 
myself or Evie or possibly Waimiridangi who's away, Harry is the consistent puzzle piece here and he's actually gone and now so is Evie. And it's just it's just me and the G, the big oose. Why Midi Mahi Dog holding it down? It has been quite a week. We're very tired. We're exhausted. I've done three people's jobs today. Like what? <laughs> and I didn't get paid extra for it. What is this, man? Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you were like, man, these shows sucked. Where's Evie? Well, she's back next week. And if you were thinking, man, the last month things have been kinda eat us. Well, Harry's back next week too. We're finally a whole. The Tahi is Fa. Q man. Until next time. Tofa Sui Four. <laughs>